Earth as a singular planet. In fact, it is anything but. For this is a story not of a universe, but a multiverse. Where universes and planets, such as Earth, were replicated and mirrored across a vibrating, infinite plane. Some barely different from the next. Others drastically so. This is DC On Screen. Every week, Dave and Jason talk about the multiverse of DC properties on film and television. But be warned, if it's been officially released, you can expect they'll spoil it. Welcome into DC On Screen episode 508. Today we'll be talking about the season 2 premiere of Black Lightning, The Book of Consequences, Chapter 1, Rise of the Green Light Babies. I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hey! Note one, before we even get started, please calm down with those titles. <laughs> Didn't they do, like, a very stylized intro with the title on it? Yeah, that was actually pretty reason? cool. But I, I just kind of wish that was what it was referred to within the structure of the thing. And, like, mm-hmm. I like to, on any device you're looking at, you almost have to wait and let the entire title scroll across your screen to see what this episode's title is. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. I, I and I have I have another before we even get started, but I feel like I should preface it by saying I enjoyed last season. So a lot of what I'm about to say, the problem is they they didn't move on from last season. Well, I mostly enjoyed last season until we got to the last couple episodes. See, I like the last couple episodes just fine. Um, I just remember them mostly as being like a I, I thought it wrapped up pretty well. Like there was a there was a big mm-hmm. mystery. We got a briefcase to deal with. Tobias has something he's not supposed to. Uh, we know mm-hmm. for sure that uh, Gamby is way more of a badass than we thought. He's got connections we didn't even anticipate. All that kind of stuff. Like that that was a lot to to chew on. I get that. I, mm-hmm. That was I'm good. But <laughs> like for for the most part, it, it just felt like we, like we were dealing with last season's baggage a little bit. Still, yeah. Did I say who we were? Maybe. Did I do that? Yeah, sure. I'm I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hi. All right, I said it again. Maybe I didn't say it before. I don't remember. My, it's, nah, my brain's gone. Facebook.com slash group slash DC on screen podcast. Okay, let's get into this thing. Go for it. Um, I wanted to like it a lot. Couldn't quite get there? I, well, I wound up... Uh, oh, it's more than I couldn't quite get there. I think this is <laughs> probably the worst episode of Black Lightning I've, I've seen. I, um, uh, I don't want to. I, but I have I have to I agree f- right now. I feel like they tried to cram at least half a season into one episode. I think I'd have been annoyed if they spread what happened here out to a whole half season. Agreed. Agreed. I think they decided on a direction and they said, "Okay, we just got to get over this chunk of shit the fastest we can." See that? Um, that's what I'm worried and about. It still felt slow. The 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 two things that I'm extremely not looking forward to right now. Mm-hmm. And there are things that I am looking forward to. But it mostly still mm-hmm. has to do with the season finale of last year. Like, I still want to see where all that goes. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what's the uh, vice, prin- uh, vice principal's name? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, um, <laughs> I don't know where. Ah, the vice principal, who who's an ASA. Yeah. Like, that's an interesting thing. Uh, her and Tobias at the end, that that was cool. Um, by the way, stabbed with a harpoon in the silly. stomach. Oh, that's rough. That's a rough way that to go. That was silly. It is a rough way to go, and I'm not. I don't think she's dead. We didn't see a body. No, she's fine wherever she is. It's just, um, <laughs> I 
I mean, not fine, like when, but she's alive. When he sh- okay, when he shot her through the gut and she started screaming, I was like, "Holy shit, she's doing some really good acting." That is, that is, that's I what mean, that no should pun intended. Well, here's gut wrenching. Here's the thing that I liked about how she was screaming. She was screaming like she was surprised because who the fuck keeps a harpoon behind their desk? Right. Well, apparently, someone who is named Whale. Whale. Yeah. But even then, you're thinking is so nah. on the nose that he's got to carry a harpoon gun. There's a list of things that are more convenient and effective than a harpoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I get it. I get that you're surprised that you just got harpooned in the stomach. Like you remember in in Serenity when the guy's like he he stabbed me with a sword, Mal, with a sword. Yeah. <laughs> guy killed me with a mal. Uh, yeah. Guy killed me with a sword, Mal. Yeah. How weird is that? Yeah. Because it's several hundred years <laughs> past like Earth's demise. He's like sword. Really? Sword? That's how I go out? Sword? Uh-huh. Yeah. That's how that felt to me when she screamed. I liked that. I liked how agonizing she yeah. seemed when uh, when she was being pulled across the... I, the whole time, I'm just thinking, like, oh, your abdominal wall is just... Oh, oh that's, that's, gotta, uh-huh. that's gotta be rough. Mm-hmm. That I dug. Anyway, her, her um, story, as it may go forward, I like. I like it more than it did last season when she just seemed like a, a petulant second guesser. See, uh, I think she's improved. I think... Her storyline is basically where the show suddenly decided to stop being Black Lightning and start being Black Dynamite. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, we got, like, the soul music, and she's, like, got razor-sharp heels, and her and Cyanide are, like, fighting with their titties out. And I'm like, what is even happening? Oh, I knew that was like, coming. I mean, you, you saw the, <laughs> the poster for this season. No, I didn't. No, we, we were going to do some, some Shaft-like stuff here, here and there. <laughs> that's so stupid I'm it was, like, was going to be a little over the top <laughs> like, this is some bullshit man actually I didn't like, mind that at all like it went on a little long but it was actually it, it was well choreographed uh-huh. I, I did enjoy it the was. fight I, 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 I thought I, it was a little anticlimactic for the character that Cyanide goes out that way but um, a little bit yeah the, the, the part that I, I wasn't troubled at all by the scene maybe could have shortened a little bit but even then it was it was fun I enjoyed it, it uh-huh. Not really hating on it, except that shoe in the neck looked like shit. It didn't look great. No. It looked like, like it looked like it pulled from uh, like Who Framed Roger Rabbit days. <laughs> that's literally what it reminded me. Of. I had to, had to remember the name of the film, but yeah, that's what it reminded me of. I'm well, shit. When the spikes come out of the heels, that looked like you know 1960s Avengers shit. It, like, yeah, could have been. Like, oh, okay. She's Emma Peel now. Now I don't. All right. I, I'm not trying to take away without without giving here. That looked like crap, but all of uh, mm-hmm. Jen's powers actually look pretty damn good. Like the the all the of we- who uh, Jennifer's powers. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So I feel like they sacrificed. I thought you said Jim. No, Jen. <laughs> Jim. <laughs> like you didn't Jim. catch Jim. How did you not catch Jim? He's a Maybe I am. Ralph from Disney. the Fifth Dimension. He was invisible the entire episode, but oh, that's why you didn't see him. <laughs> yeah, those. Yeah, those. You only powers called him really if you cool. had the captions on. Oh well. What what killed me is like you know she's upset because her friend is a complete douche about people with powers and stuff. Oh yeah, these green light babies. Yeah, or whatever. Keisha can go right to hell. Yeah, and but I'm but she's like you're scaring me. Why'd you run to the bathroom? Why'd you run to the bathroom? I just wanted Jen to be like I'm taking a shit, Keisha. Good, get the hell <laughs> get away <gone>. from me. <laughs> get gone. Like if if you're gonna run to the bathroom, the quickest thing to to the quickest excuse. <laughs> In it's any like, situation, my stomach tore up. Go home. Yeah, leave me alone. E- everyone will <laughs> will roll with you from that. Yeah, but damn, her powers look great. 
They, they uh, do. The, whatever they took away from that shoe, that godforsaken shoe, they gave to the rest of that <laughs> power set. I feel like this episode should now be called that godforsaken <laughs> shoe. It was bad. Oh. All right. So the editing in this show, in this episode, was really bad. I don't know. the. Oddly enough, the thing that I, I kind of hated the most, or thought, not hated, the the thing that I thought was the stupidest thing, which was... The, the 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 godforsaken shoe titty flopping fight in the, in the garage or whatever. I'm gonna, I mean, you're on your own on that them, one. Like we're like, it was like super low cut, like side boob everywhere. I've, They're like I'd, both wearing like shit like Pam Greer or something. I don't know. Like vice principal lady <laughs> was wearing basically like aluminum foil bag. <laughs> yep. She was well protected. But it was a it was a low cut bag though, low buddy. Low cut bag. Gotcha. Um, I'm going to remember yeah. her name somewhere in this episode. God help me. Miss Fowdy. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. There you go. But yeah, she, uh, <laughs> that wound up being my favorite sequence. Like I laughed and enjoyed myself more in that sequence than any other segment of the episode. Um, no, for me, that was the hallway fight. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the daredevil yeah. fight. Yeah. That was a solid hallway fight. Yeah. Oh, that, that's just. That that was a solid hallway fight. That was a lot of fun. I didn't enjoy myself as much. I, <laughs> but, I don't know. You know. I enjoyed that one pretty thoroughly. I did enjoy it. I did enjoy that. But um, like just just this coming into the episode, it was like they were just trying to plow through exposition, and like suddenly it's just like cut to Jennifer on the bed, cut over to Nessa staring at her with a disgusted look on her face. Like, wh- wait, where? Are we, what are we doing? Why, why are we all all of a sudden here? Mm-hmm. Like, we go from you know the parents getting their asses handed to them, and and then all of a sudden to the kids, and like, yeah. look what's on my phone. Oh, I'm floating now. Right. Dun, dun, dun. It was just, it was just, so, and then it's all of a sudden it's like, oh, let me just go ahead and tell so and so that I'm black lightning, and oh man, like that part annoyed me. It was like it they. I feel like the show is still just dealing with season one problems, which is fine mm-hmm. in a, in the sense that, I, I mean, it's supposed to be dealing with the stuff that happened in the season before it. It's not supposed to be a new yeah. book, uh, but altogether. But I felt like this episode was just, it could have been the next episode from last season, not the start of a new th- chapter kind of thing. I'm using like book mm-hmm. terminology because that's what this guy uses, but whatever. Um but they they change the city like the tone of the city changes where like there's this mm-hmm. huge ignorant masses storyline going on that I'm really not excited about because I always get bored by those I don't know if that's mm-hmm. me or not but I always get really really bored with the, like the average person on the street can't cope with this happens blah 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 yeah for me it's it's frustratingly obvious that you should kind of cope with certain things so mm-hmm. I'm not excited about the storyline but same time like the, the scene up front with the uh the the kid getting choked out like that was that was poignant relevant well done didn't feel like they hammed that up at all I liked it mm-hmm. some Bob Marley on top of it good good scene why like why did we try to rush all the exposition on stuff like that that was a good scene mm-hmm. and then just go back to like in, within the episode playing with what we were doing last time yeah I could have done less that with, was weird with Jennifer not understanding that she has shit to deal with now and mm-hmm. more with stuff is changing in the city like that could have been i don't know for me that would have been way more yeah i can see that impactful absolutely i was very aggravated with how much this episode was just people yelling at each other like a little bit can can we just not 
you know, I mean, it, yeah, it, I, I get it. People from the school board are yelling at at uh, Jefferson. Yeah, makes sense. And the weird dude they yelling at uh, points. Uh, God, I've forgotten everybody's name now. Yeah, that's okay. Lynn. That, yes, that, that weird. The weird guy yelling at Lynn. Weird, yeah, he wasn't even yelling. He's just talking real low and weird. Like, <laughs> um, Over in I like that guy. I wound up. I wound up liking that guy. Yeah, um, he's he's gonna be an interesting character. At least it, the way he was acted was interesting, but yeah, I uh, hated how like, I feel like there is, and you and I were talking a little bit about this before the show. I feel like there is a mandate in the writers' room that you know they're like, oh, what's missing here? Oh, I'll tell you what's missing. Lynn needs to be in a in some state of undress, mm-hmm. and then they're going to have an argument, and she's going to get up and go back home. Yeah, only to come back later. <laughs> Insisting that yeah, this because... family will stay together as though she's not the one who walks out every single time they have a, a discussion. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I am... Like, I really do I, think I, there's I, like a like a bonus system or maybe it is actually into the pay structure of the writer's room that they have to have her be angry about something mm-hmm. in nearly every scene. And it takes away from her character a lot. Because, like, Do you notice in the recap for this season, none of her waffling from last no. season was included because it was not freaking relevant? <laughs> <laughs> I, her going back and forth about oh my god i i know this now and i feel this way about it it was all irrelevant like they had her feel yeah. things all last season instead of doing things Did- last season so she didn't actually impact the story that much and they're starting to do it now and it's a mistake it's a good actress and she could be a good character and they're kind of screwing that up for me here's a here's a great example of her waffling even in this episode is where she is like yeah, yeah. Oh, we can get you help. Blah blah blah. And then like her daughter accidentally hits her with the with the lightning. Yeah. And she's like, "Oh, mom, I'm so sorry." And she's like, "No." Oh yeah. No. In, like, inside, you, you're a monster. Inside thirty seconds, she she's an exposition machine saying like, "We got to deal with this." Like uh-huh. I shot a guy, and you maybe blah 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 blah. blah. Um, <laughs> exposition exposition machine saying you got to deal with the stuff. And then as soon as her daughter takes a tone with her, hey, watch your tone, little girl. No, those aren't the, the, the that person doesn't say those two things adjacently, and then right uh-huh. behind that, oh no, I'm scared now because I got hurt, and does the 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 stupid tropey B movie thing where you're like scared suddenly because somebody hurts you a little bit, like yeah, that is scary on a human level, mm-hmm. but that's still your daughter, and you knew she could do that. I feel like she's supposed to cope a little faster. This is a doctor. This is a doctorate level and, thinker we're talking about. It, it felt stupid and weird. And then two seconds later, you're on the roof. Yeah, a few two seconds, seconds later, later, you're there, you're on the roof. On the roof like, oh, we're going to get through everything. It, it, they just, like, scene to scene, they cannot decide what she's supposed to be thinking, and it's killing me. Yeah. Again, that's the part that worries me the most about this, is like, it's not her fault. She's killing it. What Whatever they decide to make her do, her apparently bipolar ass do, they she's doing <laughs> fine with it. But they cannot decide what she's supposed to be doing. It's like she's mad at Jefferson, then she's undressing and talking about how he's going to have a limp dick. Uh, yeah, yeah. From stress, I mean. In some way, I like that conversation, uh, though, beca- so because weird. it's kind of like the the weird, uh, very personal kind of conversation that would lead to intimacy and, like, an actual marriage. <laughs> like, it makes way more sense than just, like, the sitcom wife that comes out in lingerie all of a sudden and the, the, the tropey dad just is like, oh, my God, I can't help myself. Mm-hmm. That like that feels more real, I guess. <laughs> oh, speaking of real, by the way, this actually this struck me as actually like okay, this is that's a really good, really good moment in what would otherwise be a really bad moment. All right, remember uh-huh. when uh, I forget his name, but the kid, the kid that comes back to life in the body back. 
I don't know. I can't remember his name. I, I can't either. I think it's four letters, but I can't remember his name. Sorry. Um, um, Allie or something. God. Like something, two L's. Anyway, the guy comes back to life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, <laughs> and I think it's his sister is saying like, run, run, run. And he makes it, he, he gets away and we're going to deal with him later. Um, right. So there's plenty, plenty to deal with there. But like the real thing, the, the, the real shit kind of thing I heard was the mom saying like, I was happy. I didn't have to worry about you out there doing shit. Yeah. Oh man, that, that felt, that, that felt like something you'd, like, I honestly wondered if one of his powers was invoking honesty. Yeah, because then she was like, I didn't mean, I didn't to, mean say to say those all words. That. Yeah. But it did feel very honest. Like, it, it, if that's if yeah. that's the position you're in as a parent every single day, yeah, you would you would have that problem. Like, every single freaking day you're worried about what this kid's doing. And then one day at least, at least you know the conclusion. It's over. It's over in the worst possible way, Issa. but it's over. I-S-S-A. Issa. Issa? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That was That was rough and... That one hit me. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good moment. And that was the good. thing that occurred to me though was like I'm watching that real moment, real honest good moment happen right behind her saying, You're not my boy, blah blah blah. And I just kept getting more and more disappointed with is this what we're gonna do with the season? Is just this storyline of uh, again, the ignorant masses. I I don't I don't wanna do it. I just don't wanna do that. I want that to get wrapped up pretty quickly was... and let's go somewhere else with the family moving on and some progress and some powers. It, it's a show about super people. I'm, I was um, thoroughly annoyed by this corrupt ass preacher on the show and this corrupt ass congregation. <laughs> I'm not sure they're corrupt. <laughs> because Where'd you get that? It, it, okay. Well, first of all, and you look, maybe I'm wrong. All right. I've been wrong about the show before. They've seemed to set up things that were, that appeared to me to be a deeper thing. And then they just didn't ever pay it off. Last season, Jefferson very uh, blatantly mentioned the car that the, the preacher's driving. You know, kind of made it out like he's kind of a corrupt preacher who's just taking a lot of the money for himself. Um, you know what? I forgot he was even there before. Yeah. Okay. So I see um, your point. So, like, person in a mask shows up with a duffel bag full of money and throws it in the middle of the of the floor. <laughs> and instead of saying, we don't want your corrupt money, or where did you get this money, or hey, did you just rob a bunch of mobsters who are going to come and, like, murder all of us for using this or maybe this is marked money how much of a problem did you is launder the just well, just praise god yeah 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 that bothered me quite a bit and because you know i've known a lot of uh people who were in charges of uh, charge of churches and stuff and yeah i'm not saying there's no there are no corrupt church people uh, absolutely there are, there are corrupt church leaders and whatnot but uh i think it would have been more interesting for anissa's character if they had said like you you went about this the wrong way, didn't you? No, see, no, we don't want this. That may be one of the things that I like coming up is it uh, sets uh, yeah. up a storyline where it's Jefferson who has to come back to her and say like I we talked about this. I thought um, we did as much as we could. Yeah. What, what are you doing? And again, right. the book of consequences. Right, right, right. That actually sets up a storyline that I might be excited about. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I don't know what they're doing here. I'm just I'm 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 annoyed by this preacher guy. That's what I know for sure right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I know for sure right now. Because if they do a certain thing with it, I don't like how they're painting the community. Could be. I think it's detrimental the way they're painting a, that community because they, sometimes they've been like this preacher is corrupt. They've kind of pointed toward that way, and then other times they've kind of like seemingly painted it in a in a way that this is the heart of the community. 
you know this is where we have our town hall our city hall we sit and talk about you know problems within the community and things that are coming up and you see what i'm saying like i'm just a little confused about what they're really trying to do here they could go a few ways with it i mean the people saw him receive that money he is accountable to the fact that those people saw him receive apparently armed people saw him (laughs) receive that money yeah that was that was some interesting shit wasn't it Uh, uh, yeah (laughs) i i mean that part was funny um and frightening i mean but yeah like he's accountable so if at this point he tries to go the wrong way with it, like it, let's say he tries to use some of the money for the defense fund or uh, and and use some of the rest of it for personal gain, like it, he's got people that might be holding him accountable. And at that point, mm-hmm. it might create a really neat storyline with Thunder, even if it goes the mm-hmm. right way. Like, it, here's the thing: in theory, she steals the money, uh, gets mm-hmm. away with it, hands it to the people. The people use it for the yeah. defense fund. Everything goes well. We all go home. Well, since that's not going to happen, mm-hmm. what we do know is that she didn't kill anybody in that house, and some of those people saw her use her powers. Right. And they made a point of, you know, you saw their eyes go to it when she used her powers. Like, they know. They know it's thunder. So mm-hmm. they're going to know what's happening. They're going to know that money suddenly showed up at a church, and I feel like there will be consequences. Mm-hmm. Well, sure. I feel like this preacher ends up dead. I, I think the preacher ends up ends up dead. That's my prediction right now. Yeah. That would be my prediction as well, at this point. Um, if not, parts of the congregation. But apparently they're going to go down <laughs> fighting. Yeah, I'll keep, you know, obviously. We're going to keep watching this show, I, but I, I don't. This episode was pretty bad for me. Yeah, it, it wasn't what I was hoping for. I, I kind of wanted them, I, I wanted them to embrace where they were going a little bit more, and the parts where they did are storylines that just, maybe it's my fault, but I'm not super interested in. Yeah. I do think the season as a whole has plenty of time and will um, get into a place that I'm more excited about. But early on, I feel like I'm going to be kind of a little disappointed up front. Mm-hmm. I did really like, um, I did really like the conversation at the end where Jefferson decides to quit, step down if they keep the, the school open. Yeah. The symmetry of it. Uh, yeah. I like when he's like, you know, like, like you said, it's about saving the school, not about saving my job. Mm-hmm. That was really good. I do kind of get, I I get why he wants to resign. I get why, um, I get why it's important to him. Mm-hmm. That part was maybe the more impactful part of the episode to me. He's ready to oh, be absolutely. drugged through the mud by the press. Mm-hmm. See, that made sense. I just wish I'd seen more of the development of the press. Yeah, and the press that they've it shown on like the show. I feel like we skipped been... about three episodes between this episode and the season finale of last season. Yeah, that's what I feel like. Or that they've tried to cram three episodes into one. That's yeah. what I feel like, really. Um, the press in this show is really bad for some reason, or at least in this episode, this, this woman who was like, <laughs> like doing like her claw, claw hands and like emoting what she was obviously reading off of a cue card. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was just like really bad. <laughs> like, don't the do, do yourself a favor. Don't read the scroll, mm-hmm. uh, underneath the, the news that Jefferson is watching. Oh, I, what does it say? It was like. What it's saying makes sense. It's something about like uh, uh, pricing problems and and like there's just the city's in crisis kind of stuff. And the actual mm-hmm. news it's trying to deliver like uh, economic problem, uh, blah 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 blah. It's fine. But mm-hmm. if you actually read it, it'll read like it's like uh, housing prices, blah blah blah. But while oh. I can't remember if it's while butter, but while. But I swear those two are together at some point. That's rough. Just bothered me. Uh, I can't let this go either. 
something that just bothered me. Mm-hmm. Man, and this is like bag as she's leaving that meeting or as she's leaving the church. Mm-hmm. Just the top of that bag's unlatched. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it was bothering me so much. It just should have been latched. How is this the take that made it in? <laughs> that's funny all they had to do was have them go back and walk across again and she's like gesturing with the bag it 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 was a it's a that that is that's on me that's a pet peeve i just it did bother me i'm sorry man (laughs) oh going back real quick um what i was saying is like yeah i know that they that uh henderson and um jefferson have had like a really like a decades old uh, relationship, but the sense that I got last season was that he actually knew anyway. Like he had like a solid suspicion, you know, a lot like you know Gordon kind of pretty much knows who Batman is, and and then for him to be so mad this episode, I was like, well, damn, dude, you didn't know anything, did you? Like <laughs> you were really surprised when he took off that yeah. tiny little eyepiece, and it was the guy that you thought that you've known all these years, yeah, with with sunglasses on. Like, I wanted him to at least leave the shadows, but it just wasn't. Like, he could have been wearing aviators, and he would have just went up and asked Jefferson, like, hey, do you see my friend Jefferson? Mm-hmm. <laughs> have, have you seen the, the trailer for that um, Holmes and Watson with Will Ferrell and John C. Riley? Is I mean, it's Sherlock Holmes. It's like a Sherlock Holmes parody. And he's talking about in the trailer how he's like, he's he's like, Holmes is a master of disguise. And we see Will Ferrell with a big handlebar mustache. And Watson goes, what have you done with Sherlock? And he's like, Watson, is me. He's like, oh, brilliant. That feels right. I, oh. Every time I want to get onto a scene like that, though, I keep remembering the Henry Cavill experiment where he just walks around New York. I like know. Times Square with some glasses on and no one notices the damn thing. I know. Do you it, remember the old Superman cover where Superman comes in and he's like, no, I won't marry you, Lana, nor you, Lois. Why? Because you're both too stupid to realize I'm Clark Kent. <laughs> that was a real comic cover. I know. I know. <laughs> There's been some weird shit in that 80 years. <laughs> that was one of the le- the least weird things. I think that was the most real it got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They've anyway. been super horses, and and it's it's been a long thing. Super horses. Real quick, you think uh, you think Miss Fowdy is uh, lying to Gamby? I think it's pretty clear she's lying to Gamby about the briefcase or about her wanting well, to be detached. Just, I think she's you know the best way to lie is to tell the truth. I I just don't think her her motives are are pure. I don't think she wants to get out. She just needs his help and needs to tell him whatever he needs to hear. It'll depend on what happens when we figure out what happened to her after she left that window. (laughs) After her defenestration? After this episode, I wouldn't have thought before, but after this episode, I'm guessing she went and hung out with a dude that had freaking goldfish in his heels. Yeah. I mean, if if she gets out of there and that was something her and Gamby kind of had going on. Mm Mm-hmm. That makes sense. If she gets out of there and she bit off more than she could chew and Gamby was right not to trust her, like that that can work too. I don't know. I, I really don't know. She threw herself out a freaking window. I don't know. Yeah. With a you know, harpoon in her tummy. And that was that was the dumbest thing to me. If she jumped out of that window with a harpoon in her stomach. 
Tobias instead of going to the window and looking to see what happened or like sending people downstairs to grab her. He just kept sitting there going, in a way that makes more sense from a viewer standpoint. She jumped out a window. Like, no, go No, yeah, go ahead. Tell we, me. We what? know, we know that like, if he went over there and saw a body by the time he got down there, he might not see the body again. Like some part of him might just be like, yeah, she jumped out the window. She must have had a plan and been annoyed that she even got in there. Or that he didn't get to kill her when he could. Also, her jumping out the window, he he just told her, I'm going to flay you with a butter knife. Uh-huh. I might jump out a window. That sounds preferable. I'm not even judging her in this scene. That makes all, like, she she made sense to me in that scene. Except for the fact that she approached him to begin with. Yeah, that was stupid. That was not well planned. But, again, that's where we get back to Gamby. Maybe that was well planned. Mm. We don't know. Gamby is capable of that kind kept... of crap. He might send her in being like, uh, he's going to attack you. You're not going to come out well. Just, yeah. just, just leave that place safely, and I will, we'll get, we'll get you back on your feet. It'll be all right. I'm just annoyed with Tobias Whale grunting wildly at the camera. No, no, he gave a sideways glance to the cameraman, not the camera itself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I get your point. Well, here's hoping that the rest of the season uh, <laughs> corrects, self-corrects. I think it will. It, I think the stuff I was annoyed with is going to be dealt with early on. Mm-hmm. And it was good last season. I, I, I think the show is going to get back. I just didn't like this. This was a weak opener to me, but I think the show is going to get better. Or the yeah, season I really hope better. so. Really hope so. It was a solid show last last year. Yeah. All right. I think that's it. I think that's all I've got. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if you want to debate us, you know, we a lot of people say don't add us. No, come at us. Come at us. Not don't, don't, don't come at us, but come at us. I'll stop now. Facebook come, group. Come symbol us, not come word us. Facebook.com slash groups slash DC on screen podcast, or we're on Twitter, DC on screen. We're on Instagram, same place, DC on screen. And we'll be coming right back with DC on screen episode 509, our Titans season one premiere review. And uh, spoiler alert, it was rad, (laughs) y'all. Shway. Until next time, (laughs) stop saying shway. Keep some DC on your screen. Our opening narration was from Dan Jurgens' The History of the DC Universe, Part 3 of 10, as featured in DC 52, Week 4. It was performed by me, David C. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Future Elevators, could be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by Effie Ophelders of the fantastic podcast Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud. It can also be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We are proudly in partnership with TV Time, the TV show calendar and social media site that lets you keep track of what you're watching, what your friends are watching, and where you all left off. DC On Screen is a maladjusted production. Visit maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, an improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more.